This season of Hack Chat is taken over by women who power cybersecurity. Exciting or you secure a, a product to a certain point and you keep pushing the boundaries of the threat models. It's not enough to say, I checked all the boxes that are here. I have this certification, I have that degree. Well, so do 50,000 plus other people. I looked at them and it was, uh, I mean, it opened the door to a new world. The idea was to build a community around it, to like foster an idea that will outlast me. I, I say you go with your dreams, you know, if you want to do two things, if you want to do three things, if you want to do everything professionally, you might can. You should just try it. Solid experience um, and a background that, you know, when I went back out into industry was, you know, frankly attractive. Welcome to Half Chat. My name is Marco Figaro, and today we have a special guest. I am super excited because when I came into this industry, you know, after the first four or five years going to so many conferences, I decided I wanted to create my own. And speaking to people and, and I was like, I don't know if I want to do it, but then I seen other people do it. And then the B sides, you know, came into play all over, you know, the world. And today we have someone very special. We have someone that has done it and has done it very well. And if you don't know about Hushcon, you know, and you're in the inside circles, I found out through different friends, like, are you going to Hushcon? I'm like, what is Hushcon? But we have one of the founders of Hushcon, and I want her to introduce herself. She's very special. I don't even know when I met her. I know it was many, many moons ago, but Noel Murata, please introduce yourself. Thank you for coming on Hack Chat. I'm super excited. Let's go. Yes. Hello. Hi, I'm Noel Murata. Uh, so I've been actually doing a part of various conference circles for going on like 18 years now. Mm -hmm. um, but but Hushcon is definitely my baby. And um, I don't know, I, I do uh, security TPM work, you know, as my day job. But uh, really, I have a deep love for starting and running conferences. Mm. Mm-mm. How did, for me, and also for the listeners, how did you begin your road and journey into cybersecurity in general? Uh, so I've always been a hacker at heart. I started programming when I was like eight or nine, mm -hmm. and I spent a lot of my teenage years doing questionable, questionable things. Uh, <laughs> and then when I found myself, you know, in, in sort of real life and real work, um, I started out in network security and um, uh, security code review mm -hmm. and, you know, sort of skip forward a number of years. And now I do program management. Nice. Uh, particularly for security programs. Yeah. So when did you say to yourself, the hacking community and the love is for me. What, when was that? 
That's a really great question. Um, I think that I really developed um, the uh, appreciation for giving back when I was working for Microsoft mm-hmm. and uh, working with their outreach, security outreach, mm-hmm. their community outreach um, programs. So, you know, mm. attending conferences, um, engaging researchers, uh, it really gave me like a, a connection and a mm-hmm. very like good appreciation for how just being a part of this mm. dynamic, intelligent, complex community um, was like where I wanted to live. Mm. And I, I love how you had to think about that and just be like, this is where I wanted to be. You know, I always think about where I don't know where we met. I knew it was long ago, almost like Star Wars, like long time ago. <laughs> but I, re- what I remember, In a galaxy far, yeah, far, away. far, far away. But I do remember, you know, we had this, we had these deep talks on SummerCon, summer after summer after summer in New York City and Brooklyn. And it was just like one of those things, like, I know that I'm going to see you in SummerCon and we're going to have some deep conversations. And that's, that's the way I feel about some of these, you know, these cons that are, that are, that are smaller, 300 people, 400 people. I know that I'm going to run into you and we're going to have some life changing conversations. You know, I haven't been. So I'm going to say this. Go ahead. No, no, no. I haven't, because of COVID, I haven't been to any cons, which I'm itching. So I will be at Black Hat DEF CON. But um, mm-hmm. obviously with a mask, I'm, I, I got both shots. So I'm excited and happy to go. But I'll be Me careful. Too. Yeah. And, and what were you going to say? Well, I was going to say, uh, one of the first conferences that I ever went to is a conference that flies super under the radar. It's the conference that we aren't supposed to talk about, so I'm not mm. even going to say its name. Um, mm. but is it's, it is um, it in California? It is in California. So I am a part of that conference as well. So we we will we will keep that out of the name. So it's super hush. It's hush plus plus. It's a husher. It's yes, hush-er. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, anyway, but but that was the first conference that I was um, really involved with in a deep way. And the thing that really like moved me about it was there's all of these really bright, um, intelligent. Beyond uh, like intelligent. Beyond, yeah, beyond intelligent. Beyond, like crazy smart people. Um, and you put them all in this like in this room and you go, I know these people can change the world. And that's kind of like how I feel about. So I have a quick question because we, we, we're running in the same circles. So when was the last time you were there? Because I believe I was there the last two conferences and I didn't see you. This is the, this Uh, is the, the the con that will not be mentioned. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, the last time I was there in person was uh, 17. Ah, okay. But, um, but, but I was on the steering committee between 2002 and 2012. Oh, okay. So I did, I did a panel, I believe in 2017 
was there in 2018. And when I tell you, I've, I met people that have blown my mind and I feel, I, I really feel, <laughs> I really feel bad for the people that are looking at this and are saying F you, what are you talking about? But just understand just to give you guys context over there, our, our listeners, I'm talking about the biggest names. I'm talking about a conference that is invite only. Like this isn't like, it's, it's a big deal. I don't even know how to describe it. When I sat down, I sat down with people that blew my mind. I have pictures that mm-hmm. I wish I could tweet that, that, that just like have blown my mind. Like, so for the people out there, I'm just going to give you one example. We went to, I went to this con in 26, I want to say 2016 because I moved out to Cali in 2016. So I know I was still in Maryland. So I went out to this conference and I had a, a conversation. I took a picture and I reached out to the person when I moved to, to California and I was like, look, let's have a, let's have a cup of coffee. He was like, I don't do cup of coffee. So I'm way too busy. Like that conference was a one-off. Like my time is like 100% booked. Like I'm talking about the biggest of biggest. So I, you know, at the end of the day, I miss, I miss going to conferences, especially that conference where you get to rub shoulders with Titans and I don't want to mention names, but we both, I didn't know you were there. So this is an aha moment now. Uh-huh. That's, that's one of the things. Yes. Is that aha moment. That aha <laughs> moment was, was definitely there. So one of the things that you're known for is HushCon. What made you, I, at least for me, like I knew you before, but then I started hearing rubblings of, of HushCon, HushCon. I was like, everybody's inviting me to HushCon. Who is running HushCon? And it was you. So what made you decide to create HushCon? Uh, that's also a great question. Um, I hit a point in 2011 where I was like, you know what? I see all these cons going on. I see, um, a, a lot of like interesting energy, but I think I want to do my own. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I think of it as like my bender experience. Mm. It's like, I'm going to go create my own con mm-hmm. with blackjack and hookers. Wait, forget no. the blackjack. <laughs> except, that, except for HushCon has nothing to do with hookers. It was just like, you know, I think I can do this in a way that is like great for a, it was your own to, way to build it to, to yeah, my own way. But like, it was really like the idea was to build a community around it to like foster an idea that will outlast me. Mm. 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 And let me ask you, how has COVID impacted that vision, that attendance? Sure. So, um, we've actually been, uh, kind of really taking things very slow and very cautiously. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we actually canceled 
both of the conferences, both uh, Seattle and New York East, last year. East and West by everyone. East and West. East and West. Yeah. It's not just New York. Seattle is East and West. We're, we're, we're coastal here. Coastal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and basically like, so we opted not to do New York mm-hmm. because if I was doing New York, uh, uh, East Shoshkan, mm-hmm. I would not be on this call. Yeah. I would be in New York. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Running, running a conference because it it runs in June. Yep, it yep, and usually it's it's the first weekend. So, and I've never attended, but this is what I'm trying to explain to you. Like I've heard so much about it, I've never attended, but everyone that I know raves about Hushcon, and I'm I can't wait until the first in person con Hushcon. I am going to mm-hmm. be there. Because for years, it's not just one year, it's years upon years upon years. And, uh, yeah. So well, we, we actually considered doing a, like what other conferences were doing, which is the like, Hey, maybe we'll do a remote or maybe we'll like try to do a party thing. And it really just doesn't fit the Hushcon sort of mm-hmm. style and ethics, mm-hmm. right? Cause Hushcon is, is largely off the record similar to that conference that should not be named mm-hmm. um you know we don't do recordings we don't do uh we discourage put photos we are pretty okay with tweets but asking permission from you know like if it's about a presenter mm-hmm. or something or a presentation you know we ask we, we tell people just ask permission before you social media this it's, it's, so, uh, it's a big, it's so, a big so it's deal. Still, it's still hush. What are, what are the questions you must ask yourself when you're starting a conference? Uh, some big questions are when, where, who, mm-hmm. um, and, and kind of thinking about the size mm-hmm. is really important. Um, basically if you nail down the when and the where you can start looking at venues. Um, when you nail down the size, you can really like refine that. Um, and then the who aspect is how you want to sort of target your attention to CFPs or certain people. You know, are you just going to like blast a, a radius mm-hmm. of um, hey everybody like submit to the CFP, or is are, are you trying to target like specific audiences and like therefore narrow down who receives that information. Mm. Um, what I have it for me. I know why you picked New York. Come on. I'm from New York. I know why you picked sure. New York. Why Seattle? So actually let, let me sort of reverse that on you. I was living in Seattle when I started it. Okay. And then I moved to New York. Oof, uh, okay. And there then, we go. And then I was like, well, well, why don't, why don't, why not both? That is, that is the why. There you go. It, what was the like initial thinking that you needed money to start HushCon? Like, what was it that you said, okay, I have the venue, you know, I have all of these contacts that work for companies that want to maybe sponsor my conference. And a lot of, a lot of people feel that, but they don't want to do the asking, right? What, what was it with you that says, Hey, I'm, I'm going to create this amazing conference. I don't want to shell out my own dime, 
but I know all of these people will help me build this, this vision I have. I mean, the thing is to start with the vision and when you can sell mm. that vision, when you can uh, really talk about that vision to the people that are, that, that you might want to ask for money from and, you know, be able to say like, you know, maybe like, so because Hashcon is like very under the radar, um, I can't sell, I can't show like, oh, well, you're going to get all of this like extra dollars for being able to, you know, support my conference. But um, I can say that, you know, you can invite whoever you want or, you know, you can um, submit to our CFP. Um, your people are going to be exposed to uh, other talks that will not be given anywhere else. Uh, and that was really like the early Hashcon, that that was one of the major uh, things that I talked about was these talks will probably not be given anywhere else. Mm, mm. So it is that exclusivity that you're giving. It, it is a little bit and of exclusivity for sure. Um, I mean, but I mean, obviously, like as we've grown and as people like as the conference has changed a little bit, some of those talks are also given elsewhere. But um, we usually get them first. Yeah. How did you get the word out on your CFPs? Was it word of mouth for me? I heard through word of mouth through my network and it's like, why weren't you here? I'm like, I didn't know it the first time. And then it's like, Hey, when are you coming? I was like, Oh my God, I need to get here. I feel like a bum. hundred percent so word of mouth. It's it was basically like you know I mean, um, w once you sort of know the people that are on the core like in the core circles, um, you say hey this is this is your CFP this is your invite, and then say also you can invite whoever you want you can share the CFP to whoever you want that's that's how we like uh, leveled up or you know sort of exploded into the into the people that we might not have known firsthand. Yeah. I, for me, I heard of Hushcon through friends and how amazing it was going to be the first like conference. What made the first conference a success where everyone wanted to be on both coasts for the conference? Um, I, I think that the real answer to that is a trade secret, mm. but, um, we planned it during a time when we knew a bunch of other security professionals would be in town mm. and and that, that that was that was the sort of keystone of our success is we planned it when we knew a bunch of other people would be in town and sort of leverage that to um for it to be a draw for the community to 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 attend and to give you know to to submit their talks and um, yeah, I, I, I think that like, I can, I can promise next year, the details of that conversation will mm. be totally bare to the public, but yeah. for right now it's kind of a trade secret. What made like Hushcon, we talked about both coasts. What made you mm -hmm. decide to say, I'm going to do it. I know you said I lived here and I lived over there, but usually if you live somewhere and start something 
you know, once a year, you know, you're going to go back to Seattle to do it. What made you do it both? I know you had the bandwidth, obviously, to do it in Seattle and New York. Why didn't you just do it in New York when you moved over and decided to do two cons? Well, so um, I think one of the things that I, I like to talk about the success of, of the conference is uh, our volunteers. Mm. And a bunch of the people that had volunteered were from Seattle. Mm. And when I said, hey, I, I want to do a conference in New York, they're like, okay, cool. Like, we'll still do a conference in Seattle. And then I moved to New York and then recruited people from New York. Oof, uh, so, so had ha having a sort hackers of are control, everywhere. Hackers are everywhere. But, but like that was, that's kind of what I, I feel has been really great about evolving Hushcon is really, you know, finding people and like bringing everyone uh, up a level. And, nice. you know, because people wanted to keep doing it in both places, I was like, let's do it. How did you improve the conference from the first year, the first time you did it, and then like over and over and over again, where you improve the quality. And obviously when you improve the quality, the love is there and, and you know, the word spreads. Uh, for sure. I mean, I think I'm going to go back to the thing that I just said about like recruiting volunteers, because mm -hmm. I think that having um having a great staff has been like the 150 percent of why it's continued to be successful and um as like as the staff has grown and has more experience um actually me giving them the responsibility and and the ownership of various tasks and various uh, ideas mm -hmm. um i th i think that at this point um my success is that I created a thing, but the continued success is really about all of the people that volunteer and all of the people that make the like one-to-one -one little decisions that make each conference great. That is awesome. Kudos to everyone that has helped out. Hushcon staff. <laughs> yes. You know, this is one part of your career. The other part is specializing in security programs, bug bounties and stuff like that. What made you deep dive into that field? What, what was that one thing looking like for you? Um, so that's really interesting. I, I'm going to call back to my time at Microsoft. Um, so I was doing community outreach and more of the social aspect. Um, the other part of my team was actually doing triage for incoming reports mm -hmm. to security at Microsoft. Um, and like that association uh, actually like, because that that role was so integral to getting bugs fixed, mm -hmm. um, it really like, I don't know, it, it had a draw to me because it was not just technical. It actually had like a researcher component. And I think that's like, one of the qualities of a good bug bounty program is it's not just about the company. It's not just about the researcher. It's really mm -hmm. about the, the interaction between and like being able to, I mean, like particularly around res responsible, like responsible disclosure. Um, that thing became really interesting to me. Um, and I, I will actually say that uh, it's kind of partially inspired by the person that I was working for at Microsoft. Mm. Do you want to give him a shout out? 
uh yeah that was a uh, little miss katie missouris oh katie katie hey, if Mo. you are listening you know i wanted to have you on this podcast so that that is for an upcoming episode i've reached out to her she says i'm too busy but i will be on just to let everyone know she has given me the green light so i'm i'm looking forward to that um one of the things, what does your day to day look like, right? Where you're working nine to five and then you have HushCon. One of the things I want to know is how much time you spend on HushCon, like during the week, and how does that interact with your, those two worlds connect in your life? How, how does that happen? For sure. I mean, at, at this point, um, at this point they, they connect regularly, but since we are, we had, we have gone through a period like, you know, pre COVID let's, let's do pre COVID. Uh, let's do pre COVID pre COVID. I would say like we, you know, meet, um, for meetings once a week. Mm-hmm. And then uh, of course there is, you know, uh, I don't know, two to three hours additional that is doing work in support of the conference. You know, um, whether that be so you're um, telling me four hours a week can assist you on creating a conference. Oh, okay. Actually, like if, if you really want to go back to like year zero, like year yes. one, yes. it was it it was uh eight hour day and then like probably a ten to fifteen hours a week of extra work. Okay. You know, and that involves like contacting venues, keeping yes. up with sponsors, uh, you know, getting back and forth with speakers. So now it's a well-oiled machine is what you're telling me. It is me. now a well-oiled machine. Okay. Like, okay. So and, for the and, people and like, that want to start, understand 15 hours a day. And after years in the game, you got that well-oiled machine, you know where you're going to go. And it's three hours just to have a little, we know what we're doing now. Correct. And, you know, I mean, like, and, and I go back to this, hire a good staff or like recruit a good staff because like, you know, all the time that I was spending first year mm-hmm. doing everything myself mm-hmm. now, like there's six people at least that are doing portions of that. And, and it's now like a sixth of the time per person. So it's like, yo, an extra, like two you hours know, week, maybe. After this talk, I have a feeling there's going to be people that are going to launch their own conferences and want you on the board because you have given them the path. You know, people sometimes fall in the ditch and don't know how to get out until you get in the ditch. And I've been there. Come on. You know, who hasn't? Yeah. Let me ask you, what is next for you? What is that? What is next? So, what is the next five years looking for you? Well, the next five years, well, I don't know. I, I'm still planning on being a, a good program manager mm-hmm. person. Um, and one of the ideas uh, outside of that, that I've been entertaining is um, actually running a Bitcoin conference. Ooh! <laughs> Wait, you opened up a can of worms. Nope. We are, I was, that was my last question, but not anymore. Hold on one second. <laughs> Hold on one second. Do tell, cause we're going to go deep for another five to 10 minutes. Okay. Please let's, let's 
cut all of the what are you gonna do tell me about this well, bitcoin well, this is well, exclusive so, so, i mean like like abstractly i think the Come idea of blockchain mm-hmm. is uh is super interesting not, i agree not specifically about about money but um uh mm-hmm. about the ledger aspects uh about mm-hmm. the um uh verified receipt like mm-hmm. like uh where it came from where I, it's going, I which confirm. is also a little bit of a ledger i agree um and Oof. but but then you add money onto that and there's this whole other like blossom of idea that um is kind of fascinating right, right. and and now with with the whole like nft thing it's just like i can oh my like, god there, there there's there, there's a, a an iron here and i i want to strike it uh well well you got to strike one thing is this nft the the coin the altcoins what do you if if you're going to create an a conference on on coins or bitcoins what do you recommend for one investors and also the flip side of that people that want to get into that, that want to use blockchain for the next business? Uh, Give me so first, I can't, I can't, I first can't really speak about the investor as- aspect, right? Do you like, not invest? I, I, I don't, I do, but I I don't. Well, wait, wait, wait. Let me. Let I don't me, think I. I don't think I, I approach it with a, a strategy. Okay. Let me. Let me make you feel comfortable, because this is the first time we're going I've off even, script. Yeah, we're going <laughs> super off script. You took it over there, and I'm gonna go with you. So, I'm heavily invested, heavily invested in Ethereum, heavily invested in ADA, which is Cardano, heavily, mm-hmm. heavily. And I'm heavily invested in Dogecoin on a hedge bet. When they go to Coinbase, they push a certain number, which I will then exit. That is my mm-hmm. strategy. And I'm talking heavy. Mm-hmm. I don't talk about investments ever here, but you brought up, you brought it up and I'm going to tell you <laughs> why I want you to discuss what you're thinking. If you're creating a conference on Bitcoin and cryptocurrency and, and the way the blockchain works, it is, well, so it is tied hand inter- to hand. Mm-hmm. It is tied with money. No, f- for sure. Yeah. Um, so like the thing that I want to, uh, really dig into with this conference is about the technology, the contract, right? like, yeah, the conference that I, that I'm thinking about conference. I, I want and and that is tied to the contracts which is then tied per contract trading it's a certain number i've done my research like back when in the heyday i was thinking of like exiting my position at my company and creating an ico so when you're talking about this it is like something near and dear to my heart because i spent so much time how to create and how to look at like i was creating Ethereum contracts, right? But understanding uh-huh. of how long it takes and stuff like that. I was just like, look, the way they're doing Ethereum contracts and everyone's being on that, it is, it is very interesting. So I want you to put it out to the world. When are you doing this conference? Cause I will damn near. Well, so, there. 
so so I started I had this idea uh, in like mid 19 and I was like cool I, you know I give myself a year kind of like like we talked about give give myself a year and then COVID happened so mm. um, I'm gonna see how the rest of this year plays out but um, it's probably gonna be 22 sometime like mid late 22 would it be a, a marriage of cryptocurrency and security of course i mean because because really like the things that i want to get Rock into in. are the technology and the security and yeah the money part is interesting as well but like the the things that are near and dear to my heart are like the security aspects and Oof, the uh, blockchain same. aspects and like how how that uh how the technology works to make the whole system hang together on a line. Mm, 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 mm. I'm looking forward to your next chapter. And can you let everyone know how they can follow you on Twitter, on LinkedIn? For sure. Uh, Twitter, it's five inch pixie and, uh, on LinkedIn, it's N Murata. Okay. M-U-R-A-T-A. You must, you must follow her. It's, it's like I said, you want to be at the conference she runs and man, I'm excited. Are you going to DEF CON or Black Hat? Undecided. Undecided. I'm, I'm still a little freaked out it's, about traveling and definitely Vegas <sighs> is uh, a bit of a head trip, mm. but I'll let you know. I will be there. And if I'm there. And you are there, please reach out. I will be 100%. doing hack chat from black hat. So sounds awesome. You already know you are invited. So I'm excited guys, please make sure you follow Noel. Follow me at Marco Figueroa until next time. Thank you. Take care.